We are entering the big holiday month of December. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we've got all the deets on all the best events from Eric Duran Valle of the list.vegas. He'll tell us where you need to be and what you need to do to not get FOMO. Plus, he's got some advice on how to keep visitors entertained and how to take care of yourself. It's Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Sarah Lohman, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Welcome, Eric. I'm so happy you're here. Great to be here. Thank you, Sarah. So, okay, let's let's talk the best of what to do in our beloved city in December. I mean, December's a unique month for us because, like, you know, we're not getting snow. Like, our weather is generally pretty glorious this time of year. But that might seem odd to other people. So, like, what do you love about December in Las Vegas? Uh, well, I think you really hit it well, just talking about the weather. And because of that good weather, um, it's probably the perfect time of year to go hiking. Um, oh my gosh, You know, yes. we have a lot. So like, we'll get to stuff you can do in the city, but actually there's a lot of stuff you can do out of the city. One of, I remember... No, let's go outdoors. Hit me. Absolutely. The great thing about Vegas, a teacher once told me, was that um, you can go just two hours in any direction and you're in the middle of nowhere. So it's like great refuge escape, especially, you know, because the holidays can be a really busy time of year. It's nice to just kind of get some peace and quiet. Oh my um, gosh, Yes. Yeah, exactly. You got to recharge, recenter, mm-hmm. and like not just middle of nowhere, but like some of the most beautiful middle of nowheres on the planet. Um, so, what are your okay? Let's start with some hiking wrecks. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go recharge? Uh, well, one place that's really popular uh, during this time of year is obviously the Spring Mountains. Now yes. we know because of Hurricane Hillary back in August, there yeah. was historic flood damage up there. So a lot a of that lot has of been the closed. trails had to be repaired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trails and roads just wasn't safe to go up there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those have reopened. Unfortunately, one some of the more popular ones like Mary Jane Falls and Cathedral Rock are still closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but some other really good ones that I like are open right now, such as Step Ladder Loop, uh, which you know is a really nice. A uh, mm-hmm. lot of diverse plants and animals you have a chance of, of seeing. Rain Tree is very beautiful. And Fletcher Canyon, which um, just has some very stunning uh, vistas and sights uh, to go see. Check out GoMountCharleston.com. They have the most up-to-date information on what's closed and what's open. A lot of stuff is just going to be closed anyway, um, even without the flood damage because of winter conditions. But I'll also say, you know, I I personally, I'd recommend save Mount Charleston for summer. You know, Mm -hmm. because when it's 110 degrees down here, it's only 80 degrees up there. Mm-hmm. Um, now is the best time to go to places like Valley of Fire or oh gosh, the Lake yeah. Mead National Recreation Area. I don't know if you've ever been to Valley of Fire, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, um, I have. Yeah. I actually did. Um, uh, they do a hike every full moon. And so I did one Ooh, of their full moon yeah. hikes. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. magical. You can go out there starting at um, sunset and there's rangers posted. So, you know, it's very safe. It's a very short loop hike. So I hiked out at sunset and just sort of parked myself on a rock. And all these people are waiting for moonrise. Um, mm-hmm. And then once the moon sort of comes over the cliffs, you can walk back in the moonlight. It's absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, sunrise, sunset, definitely the best times to be there. 
Uh, Lake Mead, like, because of what's left of the lake kind of acts yeah. as this giant mirror. Um, not the best idea to go there during the summer, but winter is prime time. You know, still take the same desert precautions. Wear a hat, wear sunscreen, yes. have, like, breathable clothing that covers your skin. Fortification Hill is a really cool one. It's very steep for, you know, the first few, uh, I want to say half a mile or so. It's been a while since I've done it. But then you just get on top of the mesa and you just have this view of the lake. And it's just really spectacular. And actually on that drive back from that full moon hike on Valley of Fire, you end up, I ended up because I live in Henderson driving Mm -hmm. along Lake Mead during a full moon. Mm -hmm. And it is this like big silver reflection pool. It's so cool. And one of my favorite winter hikes that I did last year is right up by Valley of Fire and Lake Mead as well. And it's um, that town that was on Lake Mead, under Lake Mead. And now it's St. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is amazing. It's not a recently revealed like it was, you know, the government came and took it. It went under the water. It came back like 20 years later. The foundations are still there. I had the most wonderful, eerie hike. I was there with a friend and we didn't see, you could not see a single other person. There were burrows in the distance making weird burrow noises. (laughs) And like it was snowing on the mountaintops. It was totally gorgeous. And of course, like 65 degrees down on the valley. I actually haven't been to St. Thomas, so I'm going to have to check it out before. You'll love it. So, all right. This sounds so amazing for me to, you know, go outside and do a hiking. Do you have any last recs of just like, you know, we don't have to necessarily be active to enjoy the outsides. Where else would you go to enjoy the weather? Uh, You know, I actually have one that's kind of a nice little uh, boundary, uh, like that isn't too far out. It's kind of still within city limits. Um, December 17th, which is the winter solstice. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a sort of family event at the Henderson Bird Viewing Preserve. So they're going to have crafts, you know, for kids and like, you know, there's going to be interpreters there to, you know, talk about birds and stuff. Yeah. If people haven't made that journey to to Henderson to see the bird viewing preserve, I do really recommend it as well. I live close enough um, to that in the wash that I'll see like cormorants and pelicans flying by, which is also like, I just love, um, (laughs) you know, to being in a desert and seeing a pelican. It just like blows my mind. So, okay, moving on. I know that you were really into music and you play in at least one band. That's correct, right? <laughs> yeah. So at the List Out Vegas, my main area of focus is uh, music and rock shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you actually go there under the hot list at the menu at the top, you'll see Eric's Trip. It's got two little electric guitar emojis. Um, and that's basically just a slate of a bunch of cool upcoming shows that, you know, usually aren't on the strip or the bigger places, but are at some of yeah. the smaller music venues around town. Um, so yeah, that's my main thing. I do. Um, I play bass in a band called Sweater Beat. Um, and as well, I have my own music project called Scoundrel of the Sage. And you play tuba as well, correct? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played tuba through middle, high school and college. And semi-professionally as an adult, I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but Mm -hmm. there is a December like holiday event that you really recommend, right? Yeah. So um, I used to do this every year when I still had access to a tuba. Um, It is called Tuba Christmas. Uh, It is a nationwide event. There's local chapters in pretty much every major city in the U.S. Basically what it is, is um, Every tuba player, and they've expanded it to include euphonium and trombone. Oh, good. Uh, you know, <laughs> for, for my band nerds who know what a euphonium is. But we all come together and just play a bunch of Christmas carols on these low brass instruments like the tuba. And it's on cool. paper, 
sounds god awful. <laughs> I'm there. Um, you know, it sounds amazing. Yeah, because you, it almost creates this sort of really rich, deep pipe organ type sound. Where and when can we attend the tuba and euphonium concert? So it'll be uh, December 10th, which is a Sunday at Town Square. They do it right in front of the big Christmas tree that they have there. Okay, so I feel great. I'm going to go and feel some like resonant reverber Christmas reverberations. It's really beautiful. And they also they decorate the tubas. So they'll put wrapping paper on the horn. They'll put tinsel on the tubing. And they actually have a contest um, for best decorated instrument oldest player youngest Mm. player i think the oldest in the past has been like 89 and the youngest has been like as young as like eight nine years old okay i hope too that attending inspires some people to join up for next year too um okay so obviously you're stoked about that event i am too what are some other music events uh happening in december that you're really excited about uh one that caught my eye is a sort of double concert at brooklyn bowl uh, from Mark Rebelay, who some people might know better as Loop Daddy on the internet. Uh, he got a lot of attention uh, during the pandemic. He posted like these live streams of himself just in his bathrobe, making these like um, really cool DJ loops and beats in his house. Um, and now he's taking it to IRL in real life. And so that is going to be December 16th and the 29th at Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And one tip I have about going to see shows at Brooklyn Bowl was, you know, they all these casinos say like free parking for locals. But like there's these weird caveats, like it's only for three hours or mm. like, you know, you try to scan your driver's license and it just goes, nope. I like to park at the Sahara, which is free and take the monorail to the link, which is where the Brooklyn Bowl is. Oh my uh, gosh, using public self- transportation. <laughs> yeah, a little self-promotion. I wrote this article about the monorail um, a few months ago. And like, it's fun to, when you live in Vegas, you know, a place that doesn't have the best public transit, it's fun to kind of cosplay. Like you do have uh, yeah. something like that for a minute. Monorail. So like, and it's just fun riding the monorail. You know, it's it's almost half the entertainment of the evening is taking the monorail there. Oh, and absolutely. And great views of the sphere from the monorail, too. So it's absolutely. also worth the ride to get a, a gander mm-hmm. at our newest tourist attraction. I am a person, mm-hmm. though, that if I scan my driver's license and the parking meter says, now I will push, <laughs> I will call that attendance. The, Someone yeah. is, I am a Las Vegan and I deserve this. 100%. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's fun. Brooklyn Bowl is a great venue as well. Do you've got one more for us? So uh, there is an artist named Nate No Face who is going to be coming to the usual place on December 8th. Um, The best way to describe his music is very unique. It's it's a sort of alternative dark wave. He incorporates, you know, like sort of electronic elements in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it full blown goth, uh, but it's it's pretty good. You know, I've listened to some of it, but that's going to be a really cool show uh, once again at the usual place, which. I, I still go back and forth on whether or not that's a good name for a venue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my usual voice. Okay, so I am an eater, and mm-hmm. I think that the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's are probably some of the best eating weeks of the year. So, um, <laughs> you know, if I want to get indulgent with my eating and drinking, how about that? Where should I be going in December? Uh, well, one of the cool new places that it's been pretty anticipated, I haven't gotten a chance to go yet, but it's called Winnie and Ethel's. 
Um, there was just up. some talk mm-hmm. around that, around the CityCast uh, break A lot of room. buzz. <laughs> yep. So it's their vintage diner that's just opened. Yeah, exactly. I was a little nervous because I thought maybe it's like they're investing all the money in the look of it. But uh, we have it on good authority. Both uh, Scott and David, my co-host, have said that the food is excellent. Yeah, and I, I'm friends with quite a few uh, chefs, you know, people who work in F&B around town, and they've been there and they've had nothing to say but good stuff. Oh, that's exciting. So another spot that's um, go, going outside of downtown a little bit, um, there's this place on Fort Apache and Sahara, I want to say. It's kind of near Summerlin. It's called Little Avalon. Mm-hmm. And what drew me to this place is that it's a cafe slash coffee shop that's open late. And one one really regrettable thing that I think uh, happened to the industry after the pandemic was that open late spots, like not bars, not quite restaurants, but just like a a cafe or coffee shop where you can just go and read, do work. So this spot was really nice, very low key, spacious. They also have food as well, like in a very diverse menu. Mm. Um, but you know, the coffee selection is good and it's open till like nine, which I, I, enjoy. Oh, that's great. Uh, so yeah. little Avalon is the name of the place. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, you know, speaking of cozy, it is a big holiday month. We've got a lot of big ones. So do you have holiday themed recommendations for when we want to feel a little cozy and festive? I do. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, so one is uh, the North Pole Express at Nevada Southern Railway Museum, Ooh. which is in Boulder City. Yeah. Uh, and so my friend, uh, Conductor Larry, shout out Conductor Larry, is the conductor <laughs> at this museum. And basically, it's this uh, short little train ride. It's only about, I think, half an hour long. Uh, you know, you go a little bit into the desert and then you you get back, you head back to the station. But it's this cute little train, you know, they decorate it up with, you know, tinsel and ornaments and, you know, they, they sell hot chocolate and stuff. And Oh, love a train. You know, really fun for young kids. I've also noticed from driving through Boulder City, they also do, you know, those little two person cars where you push the thingy up and down. Yeah. And, but I've only seen people doing it on like 101 degree days. So it seems like <laughs> now would be an awesome time for us locals to do that because you get to go on some like, you know, otherwise unused tracks through the mountain. I haven't done it yet, but it seems like a cool experience. Absolutely. No, I, I think good, good workout. But yeah, something else uh, that's fun. So on Instagram, I am known as the Vegas Vaquero, um, mm-hmm. which uh, Vaquero is Spanish for cowboy. And it's also from which we get the word buckaroo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so December in Vegas, rodeo time and yeah. comes to town and everyone loves the rodeo, especially UNLV students. They really love the rodeo. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? Um, yeah, they hate it. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun going to school, seeing a bunch of horses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the contrast. Uh, it's not for everybody. No, definitely not. I have a quick little anecdote. Um, so I used to work at the parking office at UNLV. Please don't mm-hmm. cancel me. Um, I didn't write tickets. I just collected. I sold permits and I collected the fines. Um, but I just remember one day, you know, right as the rodeo was starting up and it was finals week. In comes this guy and, you know, he's just complaining about like every year, you know, you guys close down all that parking in front of the Thomas and Max Center and we can't get to our finals classes. And it's for this dang rodeo. And we're like trying to tell him and like he would just talk over us being like the lot is full. F-U-L-L full. 
and he's saying all this while wearing a 10 gallon hat <laughs> and like talking like that like talking like he's you know some some ranch some ranch hand and you would think like this is, seems like the guy who would like the rodeo yeah he's a so buckaroo weird... that hates rodeos well he loves he's a very academic buckaroo he's gotta Clearly. get to his finals i suppose so but it was just so it was it felt like i was in a seinfeld episode <laughs> i was like am i being punked right now so is there yeah. a good way that we can kind of participate and and see the rodeo that might make some people that are, I mean, I do kind of adore the way Las Vegans are always irritated by tourist things that are happening. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's a great to be a little grumpy. It's hilarious to be a little grumpy about it. But mm-hmm. like, where is a place that we can like find love for the rodeo? So, so actually, the the thing I was gonna mention was kind of indirectly related to the rodeo, because mm. um, rodeo tickets are kind of expensive. Um, sure, it's called Cowboy Christmas, and it's at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, and it goes from December 7th through the 16th. And basically, it's just, if anything Western cowboy gunslinger related, you're going to find it there. And it's just like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of exhibitors and booths. Um, there's this one, I can't believe I'm going to say this, this one horseman YouTuber <laughs> that I like that's going to be there. So I'm going to try to find him. That's uh, exciting A friend of you. mine, Myron Hensel, he's going to be doing photography. He does these cool tin types. Oh, uh, but, you I know. love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They do hat so, shaping and stuff like that. Yeah. Hat shaping. Oh, yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. I think I have to go to this. This is so dorky and amazing. It's free. And it's free. It's free. I mean, it's free. Okay, and I yeah. mean dorky in the best possible way. I'm really calling myself mm-hmm. dorky and that I just got so amplified about hat shaping, which mm-hmm. I genuinely am. So but here's yeah. my problem. I feel like I overcommit myself in December, right? It's really easy to get burnt out. Do you have the same problem that I do? Do you feel like you say yes to too many things over December? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do to recharge when you're feeling a little stretched too thin? Um, You know, I'll maybe do a little shopping, Uh, you know, something a little more casual. Or like go somewhere I can feel like I can just kind of walk around, you know, enjoy the the outside in the arts district. The I feel like Commerce Street has mm-hmm, gotten a lot of mm-hmm. development lately, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. But it's also like it's it's one of the few very walkable places in town. So like it's kind of nice to just take a stroll over there. It seems like you like a little people watching going into public spaces, walking some Definitely. of our walkable districts. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of, you know, getting outside of yourself for a minute. That's why I like public transit, um, because like, you know, when you're in a car, you're just kind of all by yourself and it's just easy to see everyone else as an obstacle. Uh, Whereas when you're on board the bus or the monorail, you're kind of seeing glimpses of other people's humanity. Agreed. So is there anything we've missed? Are there any events that are on your mind that you, you need people to know about? You know, there's there's one more I want to mention, you know, as as a music guy, uh, my friend actually tipped me off to this and we're going to be going to it for the 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, uh, which is a classic. The CSN Planetarium is doing a special Pink Floyd show. Cool. And so it's it's Fridays and Saturdays at 9 p.m. all the way through March. Oh, Um, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This also sounds like the perfect thing to bring like visiting family to because it seems like it'd probably be good for any age too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Kids love planetariums. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Eric, thank you so much. And we'll see you again here sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
If you want more weekly events in your inbox, you've got to sign up for the list.vegas's newsletter. You can get that at their website. A quick corrections corner. In the Thanksgiving dinner episode, I mentioned the casino that originated the shrimp cocktail. Vintage Vegas, at Vintage Vegas on Instagram, let me know it's actually pronounced Salsagi, not Salsaigev. It's made up. The space was renovated and became the Golden Gate, which served shrimp cocktail at the famous 50 cent price point. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed this show, send this episode to three friends you want to hang out with this month. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. So I guess I'll see you at, wait, what was it called? The Cowboy Conference? Did I just make that name up? (laughs) The Cowboy (laughs) Conference. Serious business, cowboys only. Serious cowboys. Um, For the tin type and the hat shaping. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Thank you sure. so much. Yeah. Cowboy Thank Christmas. You. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> Do you want me to retract there it, Sonia? <laughs> 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 yes. Serious cowpokes only around these parts. <laughs>